Good afternoon, Australia. Good evening, America. Welcome back to Radio Tony, and this is Artwork You Deserve with Tracy Eaton. We Hello. have the gorgeous Tracy front and centre today. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? Apart from it's been a bit I'm good. Today. <laughs> it's actually, we had heavy rain last night, like really oh. heavy rain. And um, it's it's kind of overcast down here at the moment, so that's uh, good. Now, today we have Payo listening live in the Philippines, ready to respond to any of your questions and comments and also to send you the links that we want you to jump on and have a look at the gorgeous Tracy's work. And a reminder that you can see the replays of these shows across Binge TV and Hero Go TV in the US and on the Tony TV channel app on all LG, Roku and Samsung smart TVs worldwide. Now, before I start talking to Tracy today, here's a reminder. Tracy Eaton is an Australian modern artist. And even though she was born in New Zealand, she's made Australia her home since 2006. Mind you, not that we can get back to New Zealand at the moment anyway. However... Since arriving in Australia, Tracy has become one of our most coveted artists and her work is in demand around Australia and the globe. She has the exclusive commission to create the artworks for the nominees of the Academy Awards and has done so for the last three years. And they're beautiful, I might add. Now, Tracy loves to do all sorts of wonderfully creative things with her work. And we're going to be particularly talking today about the business of artists and commissioning. And it's very important that we talk about this because often we have uh, misconceptions around what the life of an artist would look like. And we want to challenge and change your thoughts around that. Um, Later in the show, we'll also be unveiling the next stage of our commissioned artwork piece, which I'm always so excited to see. And I'm incredibly grateful to be sharing this journey with Tracy because she's such a beautiful soul and it gladdens my heart each and every week that we get to talk on the show live. Now, Tracy, this week, we wanted to incorporate the business of art because yeah. it's quite different. And for art, an artist to survive and make it a business and an income producing one at that, there's things that you have to do and take on that take you away from your beautiful creative brain. So what does the business of art mean for you, Trace? And good morning again. And good morning to you. And that is a very, very big question. So I'll, oh my God, I've just realized I'm covered in paint. So I'm turning up as the artist today. I've even got it on my head. Woohoo. Awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the business. You only just art. put that on your head, by the way. Oh, did I? Oh, typical. That'll be why. <laughs> um, okay. Perfect. The business of art. Perfect. It's very, very interesting because when I, first started painting I was overjoyed with the whole creation process and unleashing that creativity of course which was is great in itself um and I yeah. it's easy for us to lose us more well, for me to lose myself in that because that's my natural state love it however very quickly I realized that for this to become a 
well, I kind of knew we were going in, I got lost, but a viable proposition where we can earn a yes. successful and good living from, we have to be more strategic than just giving ourselves up to hanging out and painting. So as an artist, yeah. obviously our skill set lies in creating artwork. Yes. Um, but as a business owner, there is so much more that I need to know than just how to paint. Yeah. So I, th I think for myself, I was really, I felt quite blessed that I had such a, a long experience within the corporate sector prior to becoming an artist full-time because what that allowed yes. me to do is learn a whole lot of very necessary and essential skills that I then transferred over into a business that happens to have me as its sole product because essentially and I guess this is the other thing too the business of art for me was about actually turning my emotions off from what I was creating yeah. to, a, to a point. So always wearing two, hat, two hats. One is the artist yes. where I can fully embrace that emotional connection. And the other yeah. side is going, okay, as a CEO of a company, what do we need to do to go to the next phase to be successful? What strategies do we need to engage? What processes? Where are my sales coming yeah. from? Um, what products yes. are we producing? All those things had to start coming into play. And I found that when I first started, we had some very interesting discussions because the very first thing that yeah. I needed to address was that I have a capacity point, which in terms of as the producer, and I'm always going to be the producer in my business. You know, people you say, build your business to a point where you can step away. Well, that's not ever going to be the case for me. And I knew that going into it, but... It also, it does mean that I have a point that I can only produce so much at any given period of time. So straight yeah. away in business, I was like, well, if that is the case, I need to, there's potentially a couple of strategies that I can engage. The first one is what is my price point? So if I'm selling, yeah. if I'm producing four original artworks in a month, for example, I could sell uh -huh. each original for $1,000 and make $4,000 a month, or I could sell that, that very same painting for $10,000 and make $40,000 a month. Yeah. So that's very simplistic, but essentially that got the idea going about, okay, so we need to make sure the price point covers off not just my time and materials and everything else, but obviously creating a profit because every business needs to have a profit. That was yes. the first stream. The second component was what else can I do and what else can we generate that is a little bit external of me to, to, to produce another um, revenue source coming through. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that one's taken me a little while to, to get comfortable with doing purely because I wanted to yeah. really focus on custom work and originals. But that's where my prints yeah. and my homewares and my book comes into play because they can be sold external of me. Um, so, yeah, the yeah. business of art, it's all about not just embracing our creativity, but embracing, truly embracing standard and traditional business practice to ensure that we can be the artist that we want to be as opposed to yeah. a hobby artist who's wishing that they could turn their art into a business. Wishing doesn't cut it. And I'm being real blunt with that, but wishing doesn't cut it. Yeah. We have to be clear about what we want. Proactive. We have to create, we have to create processes and strategies and concepts and, and ways that we can manage our time, ways we can manage our creative brain versus business brain or more and the way I like to think more how do we manage our learned skills versus our innate skills because that's essentially what we're talking yes. about so 
So, yeah, big yeah. question, young Tony. <laughs> Tracy, I um, have dealt with this like when I went into business and that's the concept of what do we charge, what's our value? And I'm guessing that that actually took a while for you to embrace because I realise that there's a certain mindset that we have to overcome to get to that point where you charge, uh, say, $10,000 for a commissioned piece. Do I see the value in your art? Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. But did you see the value in your art at the start or is that something that's had to grow with your business? A combination of both, actually. When I first started, knowing that I and purely having my business head on, knowing that I had that capacity point, as I said, I made the decision to enter into the market with a higher price point than um, traditional art sector would probably expect. And it was, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I, I started off selling from day one between three and $4,000, right? Now, I had so many people say to me, oh, my God, you can't be doing that. No one knows who you are. I'm like, why can't I be doing that? Because if I was in traditional business, I know what my hourly rate would be. I know what my earning capacity was. So why would I work for anything less? So I started in in my art business valuing myself based on what I traditionally knew from the corporate sector. So straight away, I was kind of going, no way, I'm not talking to you, Mr. Arts Industry, because I don't agree with what perceptions are out there in the market however what has changed is exactly what you said I still really didn't truly see the value of what I was creating for quite some time yes and obviously the more well known I've become um, the more comfortable I've become with my my creative processes and my ability to create the more important yeah. it has become for me to truly value that in a way that is, an, is appropriate. So that's where, kind of where we are now. And I, I do perceive yeah. that that will continue to grow and rise in years to come. Definitely. I mean, I'm, 40, I'm 40, nearly 49. I've got years and years and years ahead of me of, of, as an artist. And yes. I do perceive that this will continue to increase, which is a very exciting thing for me. And I have to say, for every single person who buys my artwork because art is, Definitely. An, is very much an appreciating asset and very very few mm-hmm. industries can say that but as an artist we can say mm-hmm. if you but like the artists the people who bought my work when that was three thousand yeah. dollars I know would be selling now for between ten and fifteen thousand dollars and so in oh, four years they've managed to have a three hundred percent return that's huge like that's so cool and I'm excited that we can offer that as well. So, and I, to answer your question, I wouldn't have been comfortable having that conversation earlier on. I totally am now. In fact, I'm yeah. very comfortable to have a conversation where my artwork, my originals are selling for a lot more than that. Yeah. Which is awesome news and actually challenges, challenges a few concepts. So there's that it challenges the concept of the struggling artist but more importantly from my perspective it challenges the value and worth of a woman 
And I think that that is the most powerful demonstration of women um, in the art space and creative space getting value that they deserve because of the beauty that they create. We have to own who we are regardless of what industry we're in and whatever product, and let's face it, I produce a product, we've been, once again, removing the emotion of being the business person. Um, I create a beautiful product, but a a product nonetheless, but everything has a value. And if we don't own our own value, then who the hang else is going to? It has to come from us first. And I've had, and thank you for saying that, because I've had many discussions with a lot of uh, emerging artists, predominantly women, yeah. actually, men seem to, yeah. I don't know, they seem to be successful and find it easier. I don't From know the get-go. Yeah, about a lot of yes. women artists. And they are, uh, like, one woman came up to me, she's like, oh, I've sold my first painting. I was like, oh, that is amazing. Congratulations. And I was truly yeah. happy for her. My next question, yes. I couldn't help myself, was what did you sell it for? Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. I got 400 bucks for it. I'm like, no, and I got quite no. frustrated. And I said to her, Han, two things there. One, the moment that you, you by, by selling yourself, your painting so cheaply, you are not only devaluing yeah. yourself, but you're also mm. devaluing arts as an industry and why people yes. should respect and um, respect what we do. Uh, I said, so, and to, so I said, there's no way. That, I mean, I couldn't even I'd make a canvas and stretch it near on for that amount, let alone my yeah. time, the painting, the whole, pro- like, oh, my God. And I said to her, how, how long did it take her? That painting took her two and a uh-huh. half months. So two and a half months of work and she sells it for $400. So I, I, was, I was like, I was devastated. So the business of, like, yeah. I'm actually having another interview this afternoon with a student at a fine, doing fine arts degree which I'm yes. most excited about because if one of the things that I can create change around is people leaving mm. the university or getting a degree and realising that they have immense value, have value. own it and start selling it straight away, it removes the yeah. need for us to have galleries and other people tell us that our art is good enough. Like, oh, yeah. my God. I mean, yes. I was blown away at the... Um, hypocrisy actually of the arts industry yeah and I'm sorry if this offends people out there but it truly was because here we are as creative people and our creativity shouldn't need to live in the box we shouldn't be told Mm -hmm. what's great and what's not and this technique is shit and this technique is really good so use that yeah as a creative person our job is to unleash that creativity in whatever form that takes so entering yes. into an art space where as visual artists, you are told that this is popular, this is trendy, this is what it should look like. Oh, no, you are not. your art is not um, whatever, good enough for whatever reason. Yeah. That does not yeah. wash with me at all. Like, that's not no. cool. Like, what, don't squash someone's it's creativity not. whilst they're starting. Like, no. So, oh, yeah. soapbox yeah. moment. But so, yes, the business of art no. is very much about making sure that people, both the, my clients and artists actually, truly understand yes. this is absolutely a viable option that you need to own and need to actually put forward as something that you can yeah. do really successfully and that it has value. Because, because we should see art as the investment as it is because it, art uh brings with it 
energy and comfort and reflection and a whole range of things that are very good for the human spirit. And if we don't value and celebrate... Yeah, yes. we should. We, it it yes. reflects what, what's going on in the times. You know, you've got people like Banksy, who people know who Banksy mm. is, and he is anti-establishment. That's what he became so well known yes. for. And without yes. people creating messaging like that music, there's so much mes- so many messages in music about our times and what's going on that without, yes. as a culture, us valuing that, oh, my God, we'd be devoid of uh, devoid of of memory devoid of emotion and potentially yeah. devoid of um, ways to highlight what is going on and allowing us to move forward so it's it's it's, a, it's yeah. essential component to who we are absolutely as a it, it yeah. should be an essential part and a valued part of life and lifestyle for all of humanity on that How note about creativity Sorry, I was just going to say, how would people feel if there was yeah. no movies? Actors yes. are artists. And yes. we, most of us sit there and watch TV or watch a movie every night or every other night. How would we feel yes. if that didn't exist anymore? Visual art yeah. and music are no different. It's just another way of expressing what we're feeling and what our lives are. Yes, yes, hmm. absolutely. Um, I was going to ask, Tracy, um, your creative brain is very separate from your business brain. And I know that sometimes it's really difficult for you. And we experience this in the creation of the commissioning um, project where you have to stop because we're doing this experiment where we want to show the um, audience the progress of the commissioned art. So you have to actually stop painting and show (laughs) us each week what that looks like. And that leads me to that question of how hard is it to stop and move from your creative zone to the business zone? And how do you manage that in your real life? Uh, it's hard both ways, actually. So when I'm in my creative zone, yes. I do find it very difficult to stop, to uh, pull back and, 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 yeah, and the moment my head starts thinking is I know that I've finished a piece. So, of course, in the situation with you right now, I'm painting this yeah. much at a time and I know I need to stop. So my head starts engaging and I wanted to keep wanting to put paint to canvas. I'm like, no, 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 stop. So I have to walk away. Equally so when, um, if I am absolutely immersed in sales or marketing or something that has to happen within my business, whatever it might be, that can also be very difficult for me to turn off because I, you know, I, like every business owner, I have a concern around cash flow, around new sales leads and opportunities and, you know, what's going to come next. And I'm the one who has to work with the people around me, but I'm still the one who needs to drive that. So it is difficult to switch from one to the other. Yes. So one technique that yes. I, I I made myself, made myself um, form this habit, well, it was two really. One, if you looked at my diary, everything is in my diary. You're painting today. Yes. Like um, have this conversation with this person. Everything is in there yes. and it's all color-coded. So it looks pretty because <laughs> I need that visual oh. stimulation. And it also yes. means I very quickly can look at my calendar and go, oh, okay, blue. I've got, what, oh, my God, I didn't realize I had an appointment. So it doesn't matter <laughs> if I forget now because it's in my calendar. <laughs> my blue is on my calendar as of my appointments. Orange is my painting. Like I've got all these different colors. Yes. 
color codes. So that was the first thing. Yeah. So I literally divided up my days and my weeks into colors, therefore activities that needed yeah. to happen for me to be successful. Because I, I, yeah. I, as a business owner, it's uh, inadvisable for me to paint every day. That's just not, if I do that, yes. my business doesn't grow. In fact, I no longer have a business. Yes. All I'm, what I'm doing is painting for a hobby. It's, yeah. The other thing yeah, that I did yeah. is I thought, okay, how do I ensure that there are days where I have to, I, I can give myself permission to not think about business. Yes. And um, yes. so I, I, I just chose that Monday, Wednesday, Friday is my painting days. Tuesdays and Thursdays is my administrative days. So what that means for mm-hmm. me is that I can get up on a Tuesday. I'm like, great, I can t- like, turn on your computer, start at whatever time you start yes. to work the whole day. And, in the, and I, if I don't pick up a brush, that's okay. If there's not yeah. much on, of course, I'll pick up a brush. But what I do tend <laughs> to find is I'll answer, <laughs> I'll answer the phone more readily. I'll, like, I'll ignore the phone yes. Monday, Wednesday, Friday yes. and, and talk to people yes. only when I'm having a break. But those other days yes. I'll pick it up quite comfortably. Um, and yeah. from time to time I slip I have to confess I fully slip on that in both ways yeah. um, I just do too much like too much of business and then too much of, of art um, <laughs> that's okay even, but the strategies there yeah. the process works and most of the time it does give yes. you it's like when you go on holiday when you have a day yes. off you know that the phone's not going to ring. You know that emails aren't coming through. So you literally can just go, oh, I'm done. Yes. I don't have to talk to anyone. don't have to see anyone. I can just, I can do whatever I want. So invariably, yeah. of course, for me, that's painting. So by blocking yeah. out my time the way that I do allows me to manage that feeling. So I know that I can get up and go, all righty, today is painting day. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. 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 Because that's that's for you. That's the funnest space to be in. Is is the days that you can paint uninterrupted and just go with whatever. Really? That is my best day. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I and I get lots of work done, and yes. I walk away at the end of the day feeling really excited and happy and relaxed. In fact, when my partner can always tell when I've had a good day because I'll I'll walk out going. I'm a studio and I'm all happy and excited <laughs> and I'm bouncing around and uh, otherwise I'll walk out and I've got this like sour face on. He's like, bad day in the office today. Because <laughs> you can always tell. Um, and the bad day happens when I'm not in flow, pure and simple. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Something else that I wanted to um, touch on before we get a little bit back into the commissioning um, portion of the work that you do is that creative ability to use your artwork in different areas so one of the the ways you do that is is in commissioning of artworks but there's lots of scope for other things like homewares of different genres and the creation of um solid pieces of art versus painting isn't there it goes beyond that too. In terms of actual physical yeah. product, yes, there is uh, paintings, there's limited edition prints, there's, as I said, I've got my book, I will be releasing another one again. I've yeah. got a plan, just haven't started it yet, but it's there. I know exactly what the title yeah. is and everything. Anyway, book, yes. um, there are certain homewares, but it also goes into things like uh 
doing a live art performance for a VIP launch or designing a, a, a gown for someone to wear or like some of the, like a waitress yes. if people wanted to create impact. Body art, so when I did my event around the Oscars, I had two people, uh, two yeah. models painted like an Oscar statue. So the first, and they were literally um, posing like a statue initially. So the first thing people see they when were. they were is these huge lifelike, well, because they are, um, statues that are, yeah. are human. Yes. So the ability to think outside the box allows me to approach, uh, like even a, a business owner that I was talking to this morning, they will be doing mm -hmm. a big Christmas launch. So we're like, cool, how can we create something yeah. that's really funky and different that people don't expect because it makes them memorable? So that excites me yeah. that I feel like I have enough of an understanding about business to know that we need to create something mm -hmm. different and unique in the market. But even more cooler yeah. is I can actually take my creativity and throw it into anything that I, I see, really. Yeah. <laughs> I Absolutely. Absolutely. For the listeners, I was going to say for the listeners, if you want to have a look at those gold painted um, models that Tracy used, jump onto her website, tracyeaton.com, and look for the Hollywood Connect, uh, collection because they're really spectacular. Before I ask you the next question, though, Tracy, how long did it take to paint them gold? It must have taken a while because I envisioned that it wasn't just one layer. No, it wasn't one layer. There was uh, one, two, two, three layers of, of paint and glitter. Yes. As well. Ah. Uh, glitter caught the, the, the lights, of course, when people were, yes. in, when people were yes. coming in. So I wanted that as, at the same time. So I started, my event was at, I think it was like 7 o'clock. I can't remember. I think it was around 7 yes. o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And I started painting the first one at 6.30 in the morning. Mm. So it was a big mm. day. So I literally went oh, running yes. to my event with my dress. I still had my painting clothes on. You'll see there's lots of before before and after photos, actually. I should share Yes, I've seen them. Yes. I'm literally in really crappy paint-covered clothes, running to my event, <laughs> get changed here 10 minutes before. And then because no one wanted to leave, I still had to pack yeah. it down and everything. So I actually got changed back into my clothes. Like, come on, I love you. Why you've got to go. Oh. Go, <laughs> so, go, go so I can pack up. Yeah, exactly. So it, it it took it took a day, well, a good day to get them done, but they looked awesome. Yeah, they did. They yeah, did. That they're spectacular. It would only I could only get through yeah. one person in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I guess because it's just one color with the glitter, that's a bit mm. easier than the intricate body art that you do uh, as well. Yeah, um, for easier. the audience, if you want to have a look at the body art in particular of um, the wedding uh, gown series that Tracy did, it is really really beautiful because oh, yeah. you can hardly tell that the bodice of the gown is painted and the lace forms the. Uh, the rest of the gown and it's really amazing what you can create 
if you allow your mind to go there. So back quickly to the commissioning, Um, you do lots of individual commissioning for individuals um, on a regular basis, i.e. you paint what they need for either a space or around a particular, I don't know, they might have uh, a beautiful favourite chair that they want a painting of. They might have, like, it's endless what Tracy can do via the individual commissioning process, which is what she's doing for me. Um, But in addition to that, there's a much bigger body of work for Tracy around the commissioning for developments. So I'm talking about multi-storey units. I'm talking about hotels. I'm talking about motels. I'm talking about um, conference centres, commercial premises. Is the process for those bigger commissioning um, projects a little different from the individual one. I'm guessing not only is there a lot more work, but there would be a lot more uh, collaboration with the person commissioning the work. Uh, yes, there is. I think, let me say first, when I decided to become a full-time artist, talking about the business mm-hmm. of what we were doing, I thought that, you know, yeah. having painting just because I can is great, but doing yeah. custom work it creates another avenue, particularly within the mm-hmm. corporate sector. So all developments, whether it be, like you said, accommodation or tourism, allowed me to create a revenue stream that was larger, um, broader, yeah. and target so many more people, which at the end of the day excites me because so many more people get to yeah. see my work. Uh, and when people come on holiday, yeah. they want to feel good, and I'm helping to facilitate mm-hmm. that feel-good factor. Uh, so commission, uh, from, from a development perspective, the process is similar to what you've been through and that I do really, mm. I, I treat the development like it's a person. So the more yes. I understand the development, their intentions, their vision, how they want it to feel, the yes. more likely I am to be able to create pieces that fit. And yes, you're right, yeah. there is definitely a lot of um cross collaboration with multiple Mm -hmm. stakeholders so you've got your interior designers you certainly have like your GMs your CEOs and the developers themselves a lot of the time I liaise directly with them so there is um you've got your people who supply the furniture and fittings as well because we want to make sure that it all works together so that's quite exciting because it's quite a big project it creates takes quite a bit of work to get it all together and I don't like to rush that process I do want to and It's funny, though, because art tends to be one of the last things that developers think about, whereas, of course, in my world, and the last thing, and including, I have to say, a lot of the time, the the interior designers, so any designers or decorators out there, if I'm wrong on that, let me know, but uh, my experience to date has been that they either create the interiors, the fixtures and the fittings and the furnishings, and then art comes on board. So that creates some interesting challenges because from a budget perspective, there's a tendency for things to be a lot less. Um, Some may or may not have even thought about a budget because, oh, it's just too hard. Don't know what we need. Don't know what we want. We'll just put it in the too hard basket. So engaging someone like myself early on allows me to help them manage that entire thought process and the entire project end to end. 
So that, you know, we, we can say, we can make recommendations on the rooms, we can make recommendations for common areas, we can work with the interior designers mm. to say, okay, I get you on this wall and this color palette, how about we throw in here? And by the time they start their build, we've already got a plan in place. So it's much easier. Oh, yes. And then it's all, all yeah. it is, is about me managing the time to paint them, <laughs> obviously. Yes. And then we start production, yes. literally start the production of yeah. the originals and the prints. I also have a yeah. team who helps with any delivery and, um, and del- installation. In fact, yes. we, as I said last week, we do like to be involved in install as much as possible. But when it comes yes. to commercial and development, categorically want to be involved. So, Absolutely. yeah, more involved. And it can take, you know, I did, I turned over a small, we had a small development. There was 75, 75 prints. Wow. And, one, no, and one, two, four originals. So I had six weeks to create that. Yeah. So we can, we can definitely, and that's fine. We can definitely do it. Some of the larger yeah. projects, a lead time for me of 12 to 18 months is fantastic. If I don't have it, I just work harder. That's fine. I'll just paint yeah. in the middle of the night. It's no big deal. Tracy, I was going to say some of those big paintings, like I'm thinking for foyers or reception areas, they can be metres and metres by metres and metres. So that's a substantial product for you to produce. So, yes, lead time would incredibly be very important. I know that when um, I was managing uh, building and refurbishing for um, the Queensland government, they actually always had a portion of the budget that was allocated to art and artwork. So I'm guessing it's a little different in the private sector, but I know in the government that there was a uh, an idea that art was important, particularly some of those big hospital redevelopments, the art and the artwork was always a budgeted portion of those projects, an important consideration, um, particularly if you think about, you know, children's hospitals and things like that, where you're looking for, you know, colours that will improve their their outcome and the feeling of the way that they feel that's another uh, thing that art is an important consideration is that it will impact the way you feel when you walk into that room so if you've got a development that is a uh, let's say I don't know a retirement home then the artwork for that needs to be calming and, and gentle whereas if you've got a nightclub well you can go to town can't you well, yes, but even within a, let's use your example, a retirement home, I would say to suggest mm. you that depending on where we're going, I'd actually put some really beautiful, fun, uh, energetic pieces yes. in the right place too to lift the mood yes. as well. Because you don't always want to be calm. Yeah. So if you want to create that, yeah, yeah. great, but sometimes we need a bit of like oomph as well. So oomph. I would certainly incorporate <laughs> both. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think... Yeah bringing a point that you just raised, I think there are develop, there definitely are developments who do see the value of, of art and a lot of them yeah. will have a component of the, in their budget. I know that engaging early with them, however, really reinforces the impact yeah. that art and colour can have in their space. So I find that yeah. a lot of developments love the idea of being modern and retro and funky. When I look around, I'm like, well, yeah, but with the burst, like there was a, a developer I was looking at, that was, that was literally that was the brief. I wanted it to be kind of yes. retro and fun. When I looked at the furnishings, I'm like, well, that's traditionally retro fun. 
you know, if you're targeting a millennials, for example, or a younger market, let's turn it up a little bit because you can. Like the W yeah. Hotel is a great example yeah. of that in, um, yes. or in Brisbane and Emporium in Brisbane. They have absolutely yes. outstanding. It's not everyone's taste. They're they not do. necessarily mine, but it's exquisite and it's, it's memorable yes. and it's engaging and people will yes. remember it. And that's the whole point of custom work. Yes. In fact, that's the whole point of yeah. art in general. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it brings me back to that that adaptability of art and uh, again just bringing in your um adaptability around commissioning pieces. Um I know that um one of my favorite things on uh of the things that you've created is the beautiful bespoke wallpaper in a main bedroom retreat. And I remember talking to you about, oh, my God, did you create that? And, and you explained to me. So I was hoping you'd explain to the audience about the creation of the wallpaper for that main yeah. bedroom. Wallpaper is really fun because wallpaper is making a bit of a comeback yeah. anyway. So why not mix it up a little bit and turn it into an art wallpaper or a more artistic wallpaper? Yes. So um, what my process is relatively straightforward, really, is, is the usual process that you've experienced with creating yeah. a piece for you. I go yeah. through that. We, we do have a stock product that you can order, but my preference always is to create specifically for that environment. But if someone goes, oh, yeah. I just don't want to deal with it, I just want to buy that, thanks off the shelf. We have pieces, you know, we have designs for that. But what it does mm -hmm. do is it creates, we we. We photograph the original once it's painted. We scan that onto um, normally commercial grade wallpaper because I want it to be quite textured and solid yes. and strong. Yes. And then we obviously hang that. Now, to throw something else into the mix as well, uh, if it's appropriate, yeah. I will also then hand embellish that wallpaper. So I'll <gasps> I was going to ask that. In sections so I can, yeah, so I can bring in texture, my gold leaf, my all the things that I love yeah. about what how I paint. I yeah. really can enhance that yeah. on the wall, literally on the wall. Yeah. So people have said to me, why don't you just paint it like on the wall? I'm like, well, I can, but wallpaper can be wiped down. Oh, wallpaper has got longevity. Yeah. And um, yeah. as I said, I, I don't have the opportunity really. If I'm doing it once, it's a one-off. Well, that's fine. I'm happy to do like I did a cafe recently painting on the wall. Yeah. But a wallpaper yeah. is just a bit fun and it's relatively easy oh, yeah. to change. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Quite frankly, if you get sick mm. of it, you just mm. rip it down or wallpaper over it like it, yeah. it's fun. Yes. So from a, from a commercial yeah. standpoint, if you wanted to use wallpapers, you could have the wallpaper behind the bed head in every room. There's your artwork yes. right there. Your art piece is done. The colours yeah, yeah. the vibe yeah. is there. And then when you do your refreshes every four or five years as they do, just change it up so mm -hmm. it creates a lot of flexibility so the process is relatively straightforward but it's uh just takes a bit longer yeah and we use yeah, a, yeah, yeah. We use a specialist installer as well because it's really important with particularly with art wallpapers that everything yes. is perfectly aligned and when aligned. I'm doing a custom piece I will make the painting the exact ratio of the wall because then I'm not wow. losing anything yes when we okay so, Tracy, could people, if they picked any of your paintings and decided that they wanted that in a wallpaper for some space in the home, you can do that though, yeah? Not any of my paintings, no, because uh, not all of my ah. paintings are 
So I am, Ooh. I have released a few of the Hollywood collection for prints. So those yes. I'm happy to create on the wallpaper, no problem. I yeah. will soon be yeah. releasing a range that yeah. is um, creating that is print specific. So I paint original mm -hmm. artworks because I can. Some of them will stay yes. original. Some of them I'll be using for a print range. Any of those when they come mm. out, no problem whatsoever. So it depends on what one they're wanting. Yes. Yeah. But the thing is, too, that just as you can create exclusive one-off paintings, conversely, you can create exclusive one-off wallpapers yeah. that Absolutely. nobody else is going to see anywhere else. Absolutely. Yep. And that so if those contestants on the block. The original or the wallpaper. Oh. Or both. Oh, they just have the wallpaper. So that if, will sell the original. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking about the block and thinking, gosh, if uh, those guys wanted to do a winning room, then that's the way they do their wallpaper, isn't it? Not pick something that's, you know, ready made. They would print. pick something bespoke. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Definitely, because, you know, there's not a lot of uniqueness in this world and the ability for you to create that uniqueness and exclusivity for your clients is, is a pretty cool talking point as well so as having so something fun. you know that no one else is going to have. Yeah. I, yeah. I go through these phases um, and I think, oh, I would love to be able to, I'd love to have the time to just paint because I feel like it. But the reality is yes. I also, as I've said before yes. in the show, I love painting custom work. Just I love it because yes. I'm, like, I'm creating for you and I know that. So yeah. there's a lot of, I guess there's a lot of um, love that goes into each one of those things because I'm like, oh, I'm painting for whoever, for you. you know, in your case, yeah. I'm painting for you. Yeah. So I know you. Yes. It feels good. Yes. So, yeah. Interestingly, though, I must say that every original piece of art that I've done, so I've just you know, a, mm -hmm. a piece that I've painted because I feel like it. I always find the right person. So have I told you the story about the, the piece that was yellow and black that went to a gentleman? No. Okay. No, so tell me. As an aside, I know we're running it, we'll run out of time again. Always do. Yeah. Um, at, what, at, the, at, the, at my Oscars event in 2020, I had a piece that was bright mm -hmm. orange and yellow with lots of black, yes. very abstract, black shapes and um very very vivid and strong um at the end yeah. of the auction because it was a live auction at the end of the auction a couple came up to me and the gentleman was talking to me and he, he said I just that piece is amazing I was like oh, thank you so much yeah and then he said I just need to let you know that I'm colorblind I don't see color oh. but I see that piece I was like, oh my God. So I instantly wow. so he unfortunately was unsuccessful in that bid. So I create I created oh. a piece that was very similar, same colours and yes. you know, it was a small, it was smaller and whatever else. But how how could I not have a like that yes. piece was for him? Oh my god. And I obviously yes. never know the person who's going to be purchasing my work. Um, another quick story is another couple. He yes. came, he's a concreter, came into an exhibition I was having, and I had a piece that would look like concrete, textured, was rough, oh. but it had a couple yep. uh, making love on it, and they were all um, yes. outlined in white. And it was called yes. uh, As One. 
I didn't realise yeah. this, but he purchased that pretty much straight away. And when I was talking to him after, him and his partner always use that term as one, as like that's how they see each other. Oh, amazing. Like, oh so I painted it, named it, and the moment he saw it, he loved it because of his job and the colour. And then the moment he read yeah. it, that, the name of it, he's like, oh, I'm in. The point is that is the joyous part of what I do is that no matter what yeah. I'm doing, whether it be custom work or painting an original, they always, always go to the right person, which is just so incredible. And it's, see, there's that that spiritual, creative intuition that is so present through so your artwork, Tracy. Like, I can, I can see it and feel it. Now, audience, I've been to Tracy's place and I've seen a lot of her beautiful artwork. And I tell you, there's an energy that when you stand in front of that artwork and Tracy's got all sorts of different pieces in her home gallery, um, there's a beautiful, big, tall uh, one that's done in resin that is, uh, it's mesmerising is the way that I describe it. And then you walk down the hallway towards the front door and there's a beautiful embellished green um, paintings that just make you instantly feel like you've been walking in a cool rainforest and they envelope you with an energy that is cooling and beautiful. So when I talk about this and when I'm passionate about Tracy's work, this is why. This is the interaction that I've never seen or experienced with other artists before. It only has has happened to me when I'm with Tracy or in Tracy's space or in her gallery. And it's a very intuitive spiritual energy that comes out from her paintings and work that envelopes you. And I know that for some people listening, that will be immensely important for you and for builders and um, developers if you could have that energy in your foyer so that when people walk in and experience that energy and spirit and go, oh, my God, I have to come back to this hotel again and again and again, that's what you get with Tracy Eaton uh, exclusives. That's what you get. It's a, always, it's a beautiful energy. Thank you, Tony, because I always feel that art isn't a pretty picture on a wall. To me, it's not that at all. No. I think um it is about making sure that someone feels something and I know I've done my job when, yes. when they do and I feel like that yeah. even though business-wise it wasn't necessarily the most strategic decision <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's why it's taken me so it's long to release hard print. to put into money isn't it it's, well, it's it is, hard it is. It, it, but I want I it's felt a separate like, brain oh, and I, but I felt like that, that I could only give that amount of energy with original work so it took, took yes. me a while to figure I out agree. how I can I can have some of that in a print. Mm. And you can have some of it, but oh original yes. original work is is just it is all yes. encompassing. So thank you for feeling that because yes. that help makes me feel very humbled in thinking that I've achieved what I absolutely intuitively plan to do. So that's exciting. Yes. Yes. Thanks, now man. before we run out of time. My darling, we have to see the next stage of the painting. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Now, it's going to be hard for you guys to see today. Um, I'm going yes. to close up first. I've started on oh. water. 
and all on the base. Oh, Maybe yes. Yes. Uh, this is how uh, we um, can. Everything is up on the website, by the way, so you can see some close-ups now. Yes. Yes. Can you see that, right? We can. Yes, that's perfect. Right there is good. Okay, so I can see right. the darkness of the the lines and we've got some land coming out in the back in the background. There is yes, a definitely. Of, so this is there's two tones of land that's got to be developed more. There is some glitter on yes. the course. <laughs> this will be the lightest area, including onto the sand yes. or the hills. Yes. Um, I've started to add in some colour to create reflection. From the sky. Yes. So close up, you'll see you've still got your aquas and your pinks and a little bit of the pale white yes. coming through. What I yes. really, really wanted to do, which I had to stop myself, is start building in the texture and the light. And now it's now time to start creating all yes. of the, the highlights. And as I say, adding some of the palette mapping and the texture that I really desperately yeah. wanted to keep on doing. No, yes. So, <laughs> so now, now after this show, Tracy is free to finish it off and do what she needs to do. And again, just for the audience, it's been such a challenge for the poor darling to stop so that we could show you the progress and show you what goes into commissioned work. And you can see the layers as they're building and the light as it's coming through and the colours as they're coming through. And we started with that beautiful, faint, light, uh, grey-blue background and now you're starting to see the depth arise and the dimension arise because I can feel that even just I can't see it actually physically only see it on the on the camera but you can see and feel the dimension of it starting to rise it's and I now I have to now. tell you yeah, yeah. It, would, it always looked like something but um, <laughs> I now find myself walking up the back ramp coming in my side door and looking at that space where the painting will go and feeling its essence already and going, oh, my God, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. And so what will happen is next week we'll show you what it looks like and then separately and after the show series finished, we're going to do the hanging and the space and all of that because um, I want to make sure that people get to see what it looks like in its final home and the space and energy that it gives to that space within my home so you get to see the whole journey and experience that whole journey which I think is very important for people to see why art is so important and why what Tracy does is so incredibly important to humanity um, I can almost feel the embellishment of the sand because Tracy described to me how she incorporated the sand in the land at the bottom of the um, painting and I'm going to find it irresistible not to touch it. And, of course, oh, once to. it's finished, it'll be sealed and touchable, <laughs> sealed and touchable, but, yes, I'm sure that I will want to feel that as well. Tracy, thank you so much. Listen, before we run out of complete time, the other thing that I wanted to quickly remind people is that um, if you've got a really special event coming up, so uh, an opening, a book launch, um, uh, anything that's really special, Tracy has the capacity to create unique 
and custom-made gowns. So you know we talked about the beautiful blue Oscars gown in the background of our shows each week. Um, Just a reminder to the audience that Tracy has that capacity to create gowns for you for that special occasion. And if you were to engage Tracy to do that, no one else is ever going to have that dress. No one's going to be able to copy it at any level. It's uniquely yours. And then it becomes an artwork in its own right, doesn't it, Trace? It certainly does. And it's so much fun. I think, like I said last week, I love the fact that it's so 360. So no matter where you look yes. at it from, it's its own little piece of art in every position. So that's quite yes. fun to create that way. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I'm yeah. very happy to talk and- to anyone about creating something fun and unique for them. We'll let you know yes. it's going to be Because you can put... I'm just going to say, we talked about that last week about um, the team having to hot glue you into your dress. But that's I promise that you won't have to you... be hot glued in. I promise you won't do that to you. That's just, that's just for me, that experience. Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. But you can see in the background there that that dress is a beautiful piece just by itself. And it's just on a mannequin. So the whole idea that you could encase it in glass and place it in a special spot in um, one of your rooms of your house and have it there remaining forever. And you can always look on it and go, oh, my God, I remember that night. I remember how I felt. I remember what it was celebrating. It's encased in a memory that relates back to a wonderful time in your life. So I didn't want to finish the show without reminding people that that's another area that Tracy works and similarly for any sort of um, homeware that you might think about you might want to create um, a dinner set to commemorate uh, a a milestone wedding anniversary or, or anything like that those sorts of things make unique and amazing gifts because no one's going to be able to replicate that for for anyone it ever. So there's lots of scope with your art, Tracy, to be completely creative and do pretty much whatever you want. And you're up for that. Yeah. So up for that. I think I've said this before. There's a lot of discussion around and I've been told by many people that I need to choose a particular style. I said that and I no. still can't do that. It's just not, it's yes. just not me. I'm I agree. far too expensive for that. So Embrace the expensiveness, which means I can do whatever I want to do. (laughs) And why should we not? We only have one life, so we need to make sure we are living it in the best possible way we can. Yeah. Yeah. And who wouldn't like to inherit a beautiful piece of artwork? So it hands down through the centuries from mum, from grandma to granddaughter to, you know, what a wonderful thing. So that's that can also be incorporated into the legacy of your life as well. Yes, exactly. Amazing. I'm making well, changes. My, yeah, yeah. My wonderful audience, Tracy and I have run out of time yet again. We will be back next week where we will be unveiling the final commissioned work for you to see and talking a lot of other things about the beautiful work that Tracy does. Tracy, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Once again, we will be back next week with another episode of Artwork You Deserve. Thank you, Tracy. Bye for now, everyone. Bye.